Hello, MedVet listeners. This is Marcus here at the Camera Social Studios out in Dallas, Texas. Today, we got part two with Mark Monroe. And on this episode, Mark is going to focus on what to look forward to in the future. If you haven't already subscribed, make sure you do. We'll be having some more great guests and content coming your way. Thanks for listening. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. Let's let's talk about let's talk about education then, because I li- I like that where you're going with the education. Um, so, you know, when I joined the military, it was all it was just to get a piece of paper, literally not 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 a military certificate, but a college degree, because no one in my family has ever had that. And I believe that that college degree will set me and project me forward towards my dreams. But as you said, as you just said, it's not it's not. Don't take this the wrong way for everyone that's listening. The education in the college degree is great. You know, I I believe it it changed me. It it taught me some things. However, the most important lesson that college has taught me is that I can teach myself anything I apply my mind to. All I need to know is how to research it, learn it so where it's it's applicable applicable to me, and then how to use it. Because college doesn't teach you how to use it. It doesn't teach you where to go find it and who to go show it off to. It teaches you just literally how to research it and that you can learn it. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Does college teach you how to make money? No, not at all. I didn't know. It, it taught me how to spend <laughs> a lot of it. I mean, think about it. If college taught you how to make money, then ultimately... <laughs> but no. Exactly. No, um, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. But, it, but it does give you some significantly valuable things like, you know, it teaches you a craft or it teaches you how to study up for a craft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, by the time when you reach college, you kind of already know how to study. You probably know how to gather information. Yeah. But now it's just more so in the sense of, you know, if you want to study up to be a doctor, you got to start thinking and learning like a doctor. You got to start mm-hmm. applying yourself as a doctor. Uh, same thing as a lawyer or even as a software engineer or a computer science engineer or, mm-hmm. you know, different studies that are d- especially within the STEM field. And so with that being said, it's like, you know, if you can learn that um, or even just in the process of just going through, you know, basic training in the military, if you can learn that, mm-hmm. any, if you can learn, then you can literally build wealth. I agree. I agree. Really go well. The biggest difference, the only thing that's really what it is, is, is that when you study or when you actually put forth the, the necessary knowledge, now the only thing that you're looking for is just the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like if that's, that's really what it comes down to. Like, for example, when you go to college, you gain the knowledge, but now the opportunity happens to be, say, for example, am I hired by this, this company or this yeah. person or this person, or do I even go start my own? It's just, a, it's just a flow of opportunities in which I sit in front of you. And the question is, which road do you take? Yep. The same road comes when, it, when we're talking about investing and when we're talking about money management. When you learn how to manage your money, you're going to be met with opportunities of what to do with that money. Now it's going to be up to you. Do you just put it in a savings account? Do you put it in the stock market? Do you buy bonds? Do you put it in, say, for example, MLPDX for monthly dividends, mm-hmm. 401k, all these different types of vehicle models? They're all opportunities. Do you, do you become a day trader? Like, you know, what does that look like? 
it's an opportunity. It's a matter of how you apply that knowledge towards that opportunity in which that will allow you to flourish. And some opportunities, they may go bust. Yeah. <laughs> some <laughs> opportunities <laughs> may go bust. But that's the whole point of opportunity because in the same process of the opportunity, if it, even if it goes bust or if it's successful, the yeah. goal is, is that I always ask myself whether I'm successful in a trade or I'm unsuccessful in a trade or an investment in a company that I've made that ultimately now they are closing their doors, like let's say nine to 10 months later, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always asking myself, well, what did I learn from this entire process? Like it's new information. It's new data for me. It's new data for me to literally look forward to the next one to say, all right, well, now I've just added this knowledge and now this knowledge becomes a tool. You know, the biggest thing that we have to look at is knowledge transcends age. doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Knowledge is knowledge. It is it's non-discriminatory when it comes to age, race, gender, whatever it is. It's, it's non-discriminatory. It's just a matter of how is it that you use the knowledge and does it become a tool or just does it or just does it become a crutch for you? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> there's so many resources out there nowadays, like there's no reason why you should feel like you can't learn anything, like literally oh, yeah. anything. And, and, and back back when I was in the military, I mean, YouTube existed, but it was nowhere near as big as what it is today. Nowhere near. I mean, you, you can YouTube how to fix a flat tire. You can YouTube how to build a house. <laughs> build and it's house, just and yeah. it's just like. Now you can use YouTube to learn how to code, how to trade, how to build a house. And and like you said, there's just so many, there's an abundance of resources. You have to pick which is, which applies to you. How do, who's the best teacher for you? You know, what's the best way that you like to learn? Cause it's out there, you know, it's out there. I think we're seeing a mentorship change. I'm going to go ahead and date myself. If I wanted to learn something back when I was at the age that you're talking about, I had to go to Funk and Wagnalls or the card catalog. Uh You know, the only thing I could do on the computer was code, you know, when the saints go marching in. And when I turned the computer off, it was gone because the floppy disk wasn't big enough to save it. So that's me dating myself. So when I would ask people as a child about money, you had to be part of the finger quotes club. Mm -hmm. Oh, only people that are part of that club know how to do these things. Mm -hmm. You could ask somebody in the bank, but you had to have so much wealth in order to talk to a real financial advisor. Right. Everybody else just wanted to sell you something. That is correct. You're getting to this generation, my generation, who's trying to teach their children. And of course, we're still trying to learn because we didn't have the tools that are available to people here today, mm-hmm. which is why the, the, the videos that you make are so useful, because I almost think that we have an entire, not just one generation, but multiple generations that are having to learn this together. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and I'm kind of seeing those trends in the stock market, you know, because you're seeing all of these people, many different groups starting to come together to try mm. and figure this out themselves. Mm. Yeah. You know. Okay, Tracy. That's what you're right. No, you're absolutely like, right. Tracy is yelling it 100% on the head right wow. there. Yeah, like, you know, you it's just it's it's kind of an exciting time because I mean there is no finger quote the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all part of the same economical. Yep. No, you're you know, right, and and, and part and, of society who's coming together because you saw the GameStop. Mm-hmm. You know, on Reddit a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. you're starting to see people <laughs> who have not been included in the past start to get included. So it's an exciting yep. time. I'm I'm curious as to what it's going to look like in another five to ten years. Sorry, real quick, saying that it, it's interesting now that your perspective on that, and then Mark shows the commentary because you know they they have this thing called the cookout, and everyone <laughs> that comes to the cookout is 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 a cousin. And that's kind of like exactly what you're like, kind of 
in turn, I'm not sure if that's where you're going with it when you started yeah. it, but I'm, now it's like, you're absolutely right. It's just everyone that just come and learn, come, come join the That's family. what it is. I mean, when it's we think cool about the cookout, when we think about the cookout, it's just literally like everybody's welcome, you know, grab a plate. You're a friend of a friend of somebody that just got introduced to the family. So it's like, yo, any friend of you is a friend of ours. You know, so essentially it's like, yo, come grab a plate, come get this information. This knowledge is ready to eat for everyone. And I think that the thing that we look at is, is that, you know, with the new innovation of like using the tool of what we have, which is the internet, as well as other data sources, now that have become so widely available and are becoming even more widely available, people are starting to become their own data scientists. Um, now it's no longer, you have to be a part of that, like you said, Tracy, that in club with the air quotes. Um, now it's more so, okay, hey, we've now started to democratize the information where it's open and available for everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, that's the part that's, you know, that's where we're at now. Five years from now, five years from now, you're going to start seeing that essentially that, you know, you don't have to go to college and, you know, it's, it's great if you do. But essentially, they're going to be looking at folks that, that can do just as much good as research who didn't go off to college and study and learn something, you know, because mind you, I didn't go to college for learning about the market and everything else. I went to college as a communications and marketing major. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's like, you know, learning about this and knowing my knowing about tech, that all came from just learning from resources that were around me and taking advantage of those things. So five years from now, you're going to probably see more retail investors. And then some of those retail investors, you know, are going to be some of those same folks in which it's your hedge funds and, you know, investment managers, you know, they start to hire because of the fact that they become more so more equipped with information because of the fact that they live their life in it every day. And it's like they study as, on, as much as they can on specific subjects where they start to become, quote unquote, you know, I wouldn't even say quote unquote, but they start to become experts mm -hmm. in the subject because of the fact that they've studied and they've learned, they've applied the knowledge. And of course, it, it's been verified and validated. I think that that's where we're going. And I think that ultimately, you know, it's kind of interesting that you mentioned the GameStop is because of the fact that that's, that's kind of like what you're seeing. You know, you're seeing that that's, that's across generations, you know, you have baby boomers, Gen Xers, millennials, and now Gen Zers. Mm -hmm. You have all four different types of generations of people that are coming forth and looking to like validate or apply their thesis in the markets to literally build wealth. That's the crazy part. Everybody now realizes that, okay, hey, I got to build something here or I got to invest something here. You know, there's opportunity here. We're in the midst of going through like the, the last time that we probably heard about this is the last time of the, the industrial revolution. We're there now. We're just getting started. So it's like, you know, when you think about like five years from now, like, you know, it's more so a question of what will the world look like? What, what investments are being made today that will literally start to show? Like, for example, five years from now, autonomous driving, will that be a thing? Will we start seeing it in public transportation? Well, you even start to see it in places like the military, you know, where you start to see parts of autonomy. You know, those are things in which that are going to take significant investment. So why not partake in those things, especially when it's the future in which that we will one day live in? I agree. Do you think do you think there'll ever come a time where like the stock market at it as itself, you know, because you got um, 
there's these different markets, right? You got the market in uh, Japan. Do you think there will ever be like a single Unified market? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's, that's what cryptocurrency is for? <laughs> that's what cryptocurrency for is for. Cryptocurrency is what's unifying those other, like, which is unifying countries. Mm-hmm. You know, it's making the world, it's showing everybody that the world is a lot smaller than what we thought it was. You know, cell phones started it. Social media helped, like, literally just, you know, really put things into perspective. And now cryptocurrency. Just look at how is it that the steps in which that we've made um, to literally make the world more smaller. So that way, essentially, everybody can be connected and ultimately make decisions. And, you know, now it's like you're not seeing folks really, like, make significant investments in their actual country, you know, currencies. Mm -hmm. They're making it in cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. But what do you think? All right. So like businesses that IPO in the future, let's say in the future, if, if it's going to become a crypto market, right? In the future, how, how would we invest in the businesses that IPO'd? Will, will it just be like when you IPO, you have to release a coin? Like how, how do you perceive that? Oof, uh, that's going to be a, that's going to be an interesting one. I think that where we see the future of like when companies go public Mm-hmm. And for anybody that needs to understand how companies go public, I'll give a quick breakdown there. Okay. When a company goes public, it's like their way of raising capital. When you start off as a startup company, you're raising capital. And then when you go public, you know, raising capital doesn't stop there. It's just that, you know, that's your initial offering. So when you go public, you're raising capital. Um, and then as you stay public, so publicly traded companies, what they do is they're, as the value of their company gains in market value, that's ultimately something in which that they can borrow against. When you think about like where we're going to be, where, where how money can be used, I think cryptocurrency will play a role. But at the same token, it's like you're still going to have your fiat currencies for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because you're still going to have some form of regulation until it's like, because most things, when you think about like currencies that currently exist, they're backed up against something. So there's some type of collateral backup that backs a currency that gives it its strength. Cryptocurrency doesn't have that. So essentially, it's like, you know, you got to know that the money is good for something. You got to know that it's good for something that, you know, you can back it up. Um, But I think that we'll probably see a healthy medium between the two. I think that you'll have a market, though, for companies that will probably just use. And we saw that was with initial coin offerings. I think that those initial coin offerings will get better um, and get more advanced. They will get more uh, reliable and legit. And I think that that's how we could possibly be seeing a secondary market outside of the publicly traded market for, for stocks. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what you're going to see. Yeah. I'm laughing at the beginning of Bitcoin way back when. Did you hear about the guy who, who, uh, who literally threw away his hard drive and he's been searching the garbage? Yeah, there, there was that one. And then the guy at the beginning of Bitcoin who was paid 10,000 Bitcoin to deliver a pizza, pizza. <laughs> and created it. And then he cashed it in, I think it was like for $1,500 so that he could take a trip. Now, this guy's still delivering pizzas to this day. Wow. Uh, but he, he essentially gave away $1 billion <laughs> for a pizza. <laughs> back in Man. 2008 that was some pizza i hope that I you know, know. <laughs> you know what and if anything i would frame the box and be like yo yeah. frame right. the box and <laughs> as an nft yeah yeah the box be weathered and everything else there may be a little bit of mold there but you know, like exactly but i mean if you google the the guy that delivered pizza for bitcoin mm-hmm. you know it's i think that that's part of the investment too you've got to be okay with winning you've got to be okay with losing absolutely and he's like i don't know why everybody's writing a story about me some guy paid ten thousand for a pizza (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that's that's the crazy part about it i mean you got athletes now 
that are willing to accept their salaries in Bitcoin. Yeah. Athletes. I mean, let that sink in. Professional <laughs> athletes that are getting paid in cryptocurrency. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Yeah. There's, there's actually folks that are in the NFL that are getting paid in Bitcoin. Yeah, now the, the, that's a whole other question about that's a whole other that's a whole other yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely, and then how that's all absolutely. calculated. No, hey, hey so, so can you, Mark, can you tell the listeners how, how did you get the name The Dark Knight? Oh, Lord. Um, well, I'm a huge Batman fan. I mean, okay. for anybody that knows me, I'm, I'm like Team DC all the way. Um, <laughs> You know, how it came about was I remember chatting with the guys from Earn Your Leisure because I had the opportunity of mentoring them, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes before long before I came to the show that day where I kind of like, you know, I think that people started noticing me when I started throwing in stuff in the super chats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I like YouTube started. It was it was not allowing me to be great. So I said, OK, hey, I guess I reached the max in one account. So I created another account, which was like, OK. And I just added, you know, Bruce Wayne or like, I think I added Bruce Wayne in the, as the name. Because oh, I already have an account that says Mark Monrona. And I just yeah. put the, the, the Batman logo in there. And yeah. then from there, I guess that's ultimately how it became the Dark Knight. <laughs> and then uh, I was hey, like, I'm what? Because eventually Marcus is going to do some type of intro so that we can introduce this bunch of the podcast. And I'm almost yeah. thinking we need the bat signal with the double yeah, in it. Yeah, that sounds, yeah. And, 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 and you do the verbiage, you know. In, in Somebody the- sent me a shirt with that. They sent me a shirt with the Batman logo with the M's and then it had the stock ticker on it. It had the stock uh, like well, line on it. One step further, like the, the 1960s and 70s Batman, where every, every time they punched somebody, there was a word. Of the both. wham or the Exactly. But, but I think it needs to be ka-ching. <laughs> I, like I like that. You know, I, I you know, you, you you have it on record for the podcast. If you want to sell it as an M- NFT, go for it also. Okay. <laughs> Mark Monroe, ka-ching. <laughs> I would say this though. It's like, you know, especially since we're, I know that you talk about medical a lot. And so one of the things, you know, especially for, you know, your listeners to listen in on is there's a heavy investment that's coming through. And when we talk about over the next five years, mm. you know, genomics and, and health is going to be significant. I mean, I would say just as a heads up to everybody that's a listener of your podcast, you know, we know of Apple as the phone company, but there's so much bigger than that. You know, I would say be on the lookout for Apple, you know, talking about health path passports. You know, mm. if anybody could probably get it right the first time and also has a billion users within their ecosystem, then it's Apple. Yeah. Um, just to think about all the things in which that they can do with that. And then on, on top of that, where you're starting to see a lot of, you know, concierge, you know, medical, but just thinking about like, you know, what happens if you bring in that concierge medical and more so subscription service medical and adding in health passports into the foray, you know, just imagine what that world looks like. And then on top of that, take like the things in which that we can do with genomics, like, Mm-hmm. You know, using artificial intelligence to literally run simulation after simulation mm. to, to find new discoveries. Now, just think about the different types of industries or the different types of sectors and the different types of opportunities in which I just gave. You got Apple. Yeah. You have a company, you know, like, for example, look at companies that are com- competition to Teladoc, even if they're non-public. Look at, um, you know, stuff like CRISPR Therapeutics and which that they're gene editing. 
look at companies that all like kind of like play within those ecosystems. When I talk about AI, I think about companies like NVIDIA or AMD, even I'll, I'll even admit it with a side eye, Palantir, you know, <laughs> when we look at those companies, just think about what they will be able to solve or that they can help solve on the medical forefront. And I guarantee you this, once when we start seeing those changes, you will also start to see probably the military itself mm -hmm. or government change as well. I mean, you're starting to see government change as it pertains to now finally starting to accept cloud services and cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. If that's starting to take place where cloud services, which has been around for a minute, but is now touching the, the forefront, that goes to show you that there's still a lot of ramp up to go. So there's a lot of great opportunities that sit in front of you today. And I always tell people, if you're investing for the long term, 10, 20 years out, then you're really not going to care about today's price. Because yes. you don't really care about today's price. You care about what's what the, in the end, what you'll sell at. Mm -hmm. So that's the focus. And so yeah. hopefully, hopefully folks picked up those gems. Oh, that oh, I they're gonna, oh, they definitely will. I know, I know now my gears are going. So, <laughs> hey, Mark, thank you so much for even coming in here, dropping knowledge, dropping game and, and dropping some gems, too. We really, really, really have truly appreciate it, man. It is an honor. Thank you. Thank so much. you. And a pleasure speaking to you. And and thank you to your grandfather. I mean, obviously the one who got you started on mm -hmm. this path so that you could serve your community. We really do appreciate that. One of my greatest fans and also yet one of my greatest critics still to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to bring him on the show. I'm still trying to bring my grandfather you have on the show. To. You have to. Mm -hmm. he's, like, he's like, he's like, I don't think that they're ready. Yet. I don't think they're ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, we're, and he told me last year, it was like maybe next year. So now we're in, now we're in next year. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so now we're in next year. Like it's 2021 now. Like, are you thinking about it? And he's been reading the comments in the, in the videos. He was like, mm, I don't think that they're ready yet. Maybe next year. I'm like, okay, we're not doing this again next year. That would be a big one right there. That would be a big one because then you get to teach, the, you know, you get to see the man behind the man that mm -hmm. literally, you know, taught him everything, you know that that got him started so that's going to be an interesting episode absolutely hey and uh real quick mark so just so our listeners if they want to uh learn more about the come up series you know how, how to be a part of that what, what do they have to do oh i mean it's easy just you know google search the come up series or go to youtube and look up the come up series if you're on instagram you can find us at that come up series pretty much all one word uh, on Instagram. And then of course the come up series on YouTube, we're not that hard to find. And on top of that, you know, I would say start at the getting started or the, the starter pack, just so that way you can get well acquainted. If you're more advanced than that, then, you know, just drop in and just check out some of the episodes. And of course, tell us what you think. We always want to make sure that the platform and the, the content gets better. Our goal is to entertain you, but at the same token, you know, educate you. You just don't you know, realize that you're being educated. You're more so <laughs> if that's the case, then we're doing our job. <laughs> hey, all right, man. Hey, Mark, you have a great week, man. I appreciate it again. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.